At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome into season one, episode 131 of The Nuts, Rainy Days and Mondays. I'm Mike Palm. He's my partner, Amal Shaw. Amal, the betting market on the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's like a pendulum swinging here. Have you ever seen anything like this? I really haven't, but at the end of the day, money rules everything, and it's not much of a surprise to me that Aaron Rodgers will end up playing for the Green Bay Packers as of right now. At least that's the speculation. Friday night, Derek and uh, Derek and I and uh, Darren Banks were on uh, were on nightcap when all this news was breaking, and it looked like he was retiring. Yeah. He wasn't coming back to the Packers. We kept the number up here at Circa. Uh, we dropped the season wins from 11 to 8.5 and, and made the Vikings – the favorites in the NFC North at that time. Yeah, well, that's a little bit of an overreaction. I don't know what the hell the justification is on the Minnesota Vikings. You guys are aware, Metcalf's aware that Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback, right? Oh, yes. Randall Cunningham, circa 99, 2001, is not coming back. No. No, he's he's not. Okay, I'm just making sure. If you really thought he was retiring, why not take a shot at the Bears then? But that's a fair argument, right? I I don't think Minnesota's that far below the uh, Minnesota Vikings when you look at it, and we don't know what Justin Fields could be. If he can have half the season that your guy Justin Herbert had, watch out for the Bears. Uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk reported that at least one team has interest in Rodgers, but it's believed that he wants two years with $90 million guaranteed. Tom Pelissaro tweeted, looking ahead, Packers GM... Gunkus says that he looks forward to building off a dominant 2020 season with a returning nucleus led by Aaron Rodgers, says they're working tirelessly tirelessly to resolve the issues and remain hopeful for a positive outcome. 
and CEO of the Packers, Mark Murphy on Rogers said, we want him back. We're committed to him for 2021 and beyond. We're looking forward to winning another Super Bowl with him. Yeah, you know, it's interesting in terms of how this whole thing has played out. Look, I think there's uh, culpability and uh, blame on both sides. I, I don't know if it stems from that decision with Matt LaFleur and the decision-making during the draft. There's other things that we're not familiar with, but you cannot allow a player like this to not only walk, but that the fact that the Green Bay has only uh, won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers at the helm during his tenure. I look at it kind of like Peyton Manning's run in Indianapolis. It's going to be a disappointment. Are there bigger problems in Green Bay? I mean, they're breaking off talks with more than just Rodgers. Yeah, well, Devontae Adams, I think, is uh, he's making a judgment based on what Aaron does. right? If Rodgers leaves, he doesn't want to stick around. I mean, that's that would be a smart decision on his part. When we look at right now the bet, bet, Packers betting profile, to make the playoffs plus 110, to miss the playoffs minus 140, Aaron Rodgers for MVP right now, 20 to 1. Um, you know, I, I don't have that much interest in it. I think Rodgers will play and he'll have a good season. Uh, he's going to be one of the favorites, so he's not a bad bet. But, you know, actually you said 20 to 1. I'm sorry, I was, thinking, I was thinking the odds were going to be a lot lower. Um, that's not actually a bad play on Rodgers when you look at that number compared to some of the other guys you would see. If he, you believe he's playing there, I mean, you take a plus price to make the playoffs and 20 to 1 at MVP? Yeah, the plus price to make the playoffs is an absolute uh, great bet. Yeah, uh, Jacob just said it's off the board. All right, other quarterback news. Our own Michael Lombardi, who has the show on before ours, the Lombardi line, has said all along Deshaun Watson's going to report to camp. He has to report to camp. Nothing can happen in terms of the NFL making a decision or taking any action until he reports to camp. Tom Pelissar reports the Texans are willing to trade Deshaun Watson and could be seeking three first-round draft picks in exchange for the quarterback. His personal quarterback coach, Quincy Avery, predicted Friday while taping the Adam Schefter podcast that his client would be traded by Sunday. Uh, that quite, hasn't quite happened yet. No, it hasn't. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the three first-round picks, that's just uh, a pipe dream. Nobody's making uh, that kind of acquisition at this point in time based on the cloud that's surrounding Deshaun Watson. If you had clarity from the National Football League, you knew he was going to be able to play all 17 games, then I think you'd be a heck of a lot more likely to make that move. But until you know that with certainty, there's no way you can do that. You can't mortgage your future on speculation, and you don't know what's going to transpire from a legal standpoint as well. There's still a lot of uncertainty here. To expect three round, three first-round draft picks while this still hangs over his head is absolutely ludicrous. To expect anything, I think, is ludicrous. We have no idea if there is a suspension, the length of the suspension, if he even has the ability to play this year or more. Yeah, that's the big concern. How is he going to be able to play? We don't know what's going to happen yet. That's going to determine everything. I will say one thing, though. If I were the Houston Texans front office, I'd go to Deshaun Watson and his representatives and say, listen, you want to be traded? Here's the first thing you do. Stop saying you want to be traded. Keep your mouth shut. You keep talking. We're gonna, you're going to report to camp. We're not going to start you. We're going to bench you. Because what you do when you come out and say you want to be traded, the Texans and that are impacted in terms of the trading market or value, because you know he wants out. There's going to be an air of desperation from their perspective. Of course. And if he needs to report to camp to avoid the fines up sure. to $50,000 a day. So. Not reporting accomplishes absolutely nothing for him. Correct. He has to report and then see where the chips fall. This is the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Mall Shaw. We're talking about the quarterback news around the NFL. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, is he in? Is he out? Is he retiring? Is he going to get traded? And Deshaun Watson saying he wants to be traded from the Houston Texans. Amal, my question is, aren't there a lot of other things Houston's done that he should have wanted to be traded before this? I would think so. Starting with, <laughs> De you know, starting with DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, there's a lot of question marks, a lot of uncertainty with the Texans. It's really disappointing. I, I feel like this should be a, a 
it's not like college football where you sit there and say it's an elite recruiting destination, but I think it's fairly easy to sell Houston. You're playing in a top five size market. You've got a tremendous fan base that's hungry for a winner in the state of Texas. Not only that, you get the benefit of playing uh, you know, eight to nine games with no state income tax. I feel like this team should be further along with a quarterback like this. You had a receiver in DeAndre Hopkins who's probably going to wind up in Canton at some point in time. This team should have done a better job with what they've, with the, the talent that they've acquired through the draft. When we look at the current betting profile for the Houston Texans, their over-under Amal right now is at four, shaded slightly to the over, plus $8 to make the playoffs, minus 2000 to miss it. Deshaun for MVP, the same as Aaron Rodgers right now at 20-1. to 1. Here's the interesting one. Will they go 0-17? You can also get 20-1 to 1 on that. I don't think so. It's very difficult. We've had two teams do it, right? The Lions and the Browns, both 0-16. Uh, you know, and they were both benefited from terrible coaching. Not sure what to expect out of the Texans and their new head coach. Remember, he comes in assistant from the Baltimore Ravens. So a lot of question marks overall surrounding this team right now coming into 2021. If no Deshaun Watson, are they favored in any game this year? Uh, I don't think so. You'd have to say maybe the Jacksonville game at home. If they're not in that game, I don't see any other game where they would have the potential of being a favorite. Do they play the Jets? They do, but they, that's at home. Uh, depending on how the Jets perform, that's in Week 12. So those are the two games I think you have a shot at being the favorite. And in. we know in Week 1, their one-and-a-half, two-point dog it was the yeah. opening line against... Uh, now, is that taken into consideration with Watson or not? You know, this line was put up, uh, what, four or five weeks ago? So yeah. I think at that time it was thought more for sure he wouldn't be playing. Correct. And maybe there's a little bit more... Maybe he's not playing because he gets traded, but there's a little bit more uncertainty whether the league's going to take action. Now, getting back to uh, Green Bay, Circus Sports here and right behind us uh, on the board has just posted new odds on the Packers. To be Super Bowl champion, they are 10 to 1. The yes, of course, we have a two-way market. No Super Bowl champion, minus $18. To win the NFC, plus 450. No, minus 675. To win the NFC North, still the dog. Well, not, but maybe you're still a favorite. Plus 140. Not to win the North, minus 175. And the adjusted season win totals. Remember, it was 11. Went down to eight and a half on Friday night. It's now nine over minus a quarter. You can get plus 190 if you think they're going over 10 on the alternate high. You can get plus 240 if you think they're going under eight on the alternate low amount. Well, I, I think with Rodgers back in the mix, I think this team's going to get over that number. At the end of the day, I don't think the Packers are going to get the return that they want in order to trade him away. Here's the problem, Mike. If you trade him away, you have uh, just absolutely blown up 2021. 2022, you'll see how Jordan Love does as a rookie this year. And then can you re-sign Devontae Adams? If, if Love doesn't perform at a high level, then all of a sudden you're looking at losing Jordan Love as well. So lots of question marks. I don't think you can trade him. You hope he comes back and he plays. But if you're Green Bay, I think you have to be steadfast in your position and tell Rodgers, hey, you want to retire? Fine. Go ahead and walk away. We're not allowing you. We're not getting you out of this contract. I don't understand why these teams don't draw a line in the sand. You know, shame on the Packers. When they had Favre, they did an unbelievable job of having Rodgers waiting in the rings. But for Rodgers, it's been a comedy of errors to have a backup. You know, when Vinny says he means more to the point spread than any other player in the NFL, yeah. it's because the quarterbacks that are the backups have been so awful. I mean, we went through how many years of Hundley, and now you're looking at Love, who has no experience, not proven. So they do not leave themselves in any kind of a position should Rodgers not be there. Well, one of the things is when you look back, and we've talked about this at length, They've drafted one wide receiver in the first round in the last 20 years. That was Javon Walker back in 02 out of Florida State. They've drafted one offensive player in the last 10 years, Mike. 
And that was a backup quarterback, not even a player that can help you on a team that is built to go to a Super Bowl right now. You draft a player that can't have an impact. Look at this. You look at your division rival. They take Jefferson in the first round. Look at the impact that he had for that team. There's so many other guys that they could have selected, whether it be in the first round or whatever, that could have been beneficial for this team. Instead, they've not given him the help he needs. Not a running back, not a wide receiver, not an offensive lineman, not a tight end. At some point in time, you look around and say, Matt Ryan's had Calvin Ridley, um, Julio Jones, and Kyle Pitts. These are all guys drafted by the Atlanta Falcons in the first round after Matt Ryan was taken by the Atlanta Falcons. So when you look around at Aaron Rodgers, you sit there and say, hey, I'm not getting the help that these other players are getting. Yeah. And with all that being said, they're still losing multiple NFC championship games at home. Uh, well, I think if you look at, if they got a critical player, a difference maker, th- take, for example, DK Metcalf's, I think, a second-round pick. But to me, if you had a player that goes or compliments a Devontae Adams, look at the difference it makes for that team. A tweet from Ian Rappaport that Rodgers has indicated to people close to him that he does plan to play for Green Bay this season. Sources say that is the expectation. Many factors at play, but as we said, the GM hopeful for a positive outcome, and they're all in to get Rodgers back. Yeah, by the way, though, you know one of the problems I have with these types of Uh tweets? Nobody can substantiate the claims or deny them, right? Person close to. Uh, nobody, you're right, you don't have to disclose who your source is. So in essence, you could make it up. It, it, there's a 50-50 shot you're going to be right. And in this one, I would actually put it far greater than 50-50 because most people don't walk away from $25 million. Yeah, I still say I have to see it to believe it that he's not playing. I Absolutely, year. I agree with you. But for me, I don't know if there's enough of an advantage in a betting market to take a play or not right now with this much uncertainty. Like I said, the only shot might have been if you really believe that Nope. Take, take a look at the Bears at, at more than 5-1. to one. Well, a couple things to address first. One, a lot of people are not futures bettors. You know, for a lot of players, they're a little bit more casual. They don't want to tie up money for that long. There are several factors. Uh, but, Mike, I would take a shot on the Packers simply because when you look at it, I expect Aaron Rodgers to play. And even if he doesn't play, you still have enough of a situation where you can get off your place because the numbers are not outrageous in terms of Green Bay. So I think it's a great opportunity. He plays. They're going to be the prohibitive favorite to win the division. And I thought you made a great argument against the Rams from this standpoint. You thought that Tampa and Green Bay, particularly Green Bay, had an easier path to division title and having the best record in conference over the Rams because of their division and over Tampa because of their division. And I think that's an excellent point. So if you're looking at the Packers, I think this is the time to jump on them. I thought they still would have home field again. Maybe Tampa, with all the starters returning, will compete with them. But I still think there's more resistance in that NFC South uh, than there is in the NFC North. All right, let's continue on with our betting profiles of the 32 teams. We left off with the Baltimore Ravens, AFC North. Second team to look at this in this division, and maybe one of the more interesting teams to profile among the Cleveland Browns. Let's take a look at their team odds first. They are 16-1 to to be Super Bowl champions, 8-1 to to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, plus 150, a slight... Slight second choice to the Ravens to win the AFC North. Season win total 10.5, 20 cents juice to the over. That means 11 and 6 or better if you like it over, 10 and 7 or worse if you like it under. Um, to make the playoffs, they're a favorite of $2, and to miss the playoffs, you can get plus 150. And this team's going to be really interesting, and I love what they did in the draft. They drafted Greg Newsom, a cornerback out of Northwestern. They had two guys actually go in the first round, Northwestern did. If you combine him with, uh, obviously, Denzel Ward on the other side, and if he can beat out Greedy Williams, this team defensively gets better. They added Jadavion Clowney on the edge. That helps Miles Garrett. 
you've got two number one overall picks sitting on your defensive front four, Mike. This team could be really dangerous. Baker Mayfield, in the last eight weeks of the season, was the best or one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. You look at the numbers he was able to put up and what he was able to do. This team is going in the right direction. There were a few plays being a little bit more competitive and potentially knocking off Kansas City. I think when you look in the AFC, I still think the Ravens win the division. But when you go big picture, I think the Browns are a more dangerous team in terms of postseason. I think the Browns are probably the third best team in the AFC right now. Behind behind um, Kansas City and Buffalo? Correct. Okay. I Which do you like better? Do you like taking, I guess, not plus 150 on the North if you still think the Ravens are going to. I like to miss, to make the playoffs at minus $2. I like them to make the playoffs as well. Because who's going to overcome them? I don't think there's anybody in the East that's going to have a good enough record to be a wild card. Now, Tennessee, Indianapolis, there's probably one of those teams. And then you're looking at San Diego as maybe the second team out of the West. I, I, I think when you look, let's go ahead and anoint the East to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look, uh, there's 12 teams out of 16, right? You get four division champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have three teams available. The AFC South, I'm eliminating both Houston and Jacksonville. Uh, AFC East, I'm eliminating all three teams. And then you're in a situation now, you've got four teams, you've got to be one of those three out of four teams. And, and I think the Browns are as good of a team in that group as anybody, if not better than. Let's take a look at their uh, uh, schedule, Jacob, when we take a look at the season win total at 10.5 and, and what games that they have to play outside of their uh, outside of their division. They have to go to Kansas City opening in week one, which is a difficult matchup, obviously. A rematch of the playoff game that they were within one score and covered. Uh, They host the Texans. They'll be favored against the Bears. Interesting game, weeks four and five, at Vikings, at Chargers. Yeah, I'm looking right now. At the Chargers, they should be about a probably close to a pick one-point favorite here or there. You know, here everyone at VEASAN gets so overly excited when a line goes from minus one to plus one. Oh, my God. You know, because you always make the bet to hope to lose by one point. So that's always the key there. But outside of that matchup, Mike, I look at this team in the first 10 weeks. They should be favored in nine of these games. Uh, I would agree with you. Then we look, they get Denver at home. They do go to Foxborough. The Lions at home, they'll be a double-digit favorite there. Um, they get the Raiders at home. They do have to travel to Lambeau in week 16, and then they close with two divisional matchups. I like them over over 10.5 as well. Yeah, I don't see seven losses on the schedule. Real quickly, Chiefs, Texans, uh, Bears, at Vikings, at Chargers, Cardinals, Broncos, Steelers. They get, uh, they get a nice homestand for four weeks. And remember, the fifth, uh, ex- uh, excuse me, uh, for three weeks, and then the fourth game is in Cincinnati. So the travel is very short on that. They're really in good position to make hay in this division. Actually, you know, I want to amend my statement about the Ravens winning this division. When you look at the Browns' schedule, it shakes out extremely well. Yeah. Let's take a look at the individual awards. Can Kevin Stefanski go back to back coach of the year? He's 20 to 1. You know, Amal, I was, I was looking into this. It's kind of interesting because. We've talked about this a lot, and I've said I liked Urban Meyer, right? Mm-hmm. Can he, if he wins six, seven, eight games, can he still win Coach of the Year because of the the improvement? Only one coach won the award with a losing record, and that was off a one and fifteen season. That's when Jimmy Johnson went seven and nine, an eight win improvement in nineteen ninety. Yeah, that that you know you could come from a one and fifteen situation. Urban would have to do something like that, but even today, I think it's a little bit more challenging than it was back then. Also interesting, the two coaches with the worst records to win besides that, Paul Brown, 1970 with the Bengals at 8-6, and six, and Vince Lombardi in 1959 with the Packers at 7-5. and five. All those big improvement years, right? Big improvement years. Uh, 
Baker Mayfield for MVP. I'm all 35 to 1. Yeah, I, I think it's a bad one. I'm laughing at your numbers because this reminds me of when during football season, some idiot on Twitter will be like, yo, this team is ATS so-and-so. By the way, the last time they played was 1942. <laughs> I mean, hey, okay, can you give me something relevant? Uh, what about any, when the wind blows three to five miles an hour? Uh, you'd have to ask Applebaum on that one. Uh, in terms of this team with Baker Mayfield at 35 to 1, not a bad play, but I think with the Browns, they've got too much balance in the running game. I think it'll negate what Baker's able yeah. to do. Look, if the Browns are going to have a successful season, it's not going to be just on the right arm of Baker Mayfield. It's going to be predicated a lot of pump on what Chubb and Hunt do. Baker Mayfield's in a situation he needs to be efficient. He doesn't need to be outstanding. Great statement. You look at the offensive line with Teller and Conklin, and then, of course, I mentioned the two running backs. Jarvis Landry, people forget, until Michael Thomas came along, set the NFL record for 400 catches in his first four years in the league. He's a terrific player. Gets overshadowed by his former college teammate, Odell Beckham Jr. I think this team is extremely dangerous. I like where they're going. I mean, Mike, look at the talent that they have on this team. You've got three number one overall picks on this team. They've done a good job building after a couple of decades where they didn't. Nick Chubb, Offensive Player of the Year, 16-1. to 1. Agree with your point with Baker. They're going to split those votes too, yeah. too many ways. 5-1 to one for Miles Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year. I, I don't think the odds are high enough yeah. for a defensive player. I, yeah, unless it's Aaron Donald, even then, I don't think the odds are high enough because it, it's, so much, it, it's, it's so much of a more of a wild card how your team is performing, how, how many tackles, how many seconds. You know, you, let's say, for example, you get lucky if you're, uh, you know, somebody playing on the linebacker position for the Browns. Clowney is a tall guy. He, he bats three balls in the air, and you get picks on those. All of a sudden, your numbers increase. So I, I think it's a little bit more of a wild card for me. Yeah, do, do you think that the issues he's had controlling his emotions and all the personal fouls and unsportsmanlike weigh against him in the voting for something like this? I, you talking about Miles Garrett? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I, I think, by the way, I always thought the helmet hit on, uh, you know, Mason Rudolph was a great club shot. I mean, <laughs> I think Roethlisberger was cheering. Yeah, I do too. Uh, uh, look, the, I, I don't. If he was that kind of guy, I, I think eventually the Browns would have moved on from him. Unless you're going to sit there and say his talent supersedes that, which you can make the argument. But I, I think Garrett is going to have a tremendous season, and he's not a bad pick for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, still five to one. I think it should be closer to eight or nine to one. OBJ for Comeback Player of the Year, fourteen to one. Not bad, not bad because I think he can have an impact. Here's the other thing: you got to remember, a lot of this stuff is a bit of a popularity contest, right? I mean, these voters they, they're going to engage with people that are a little bit more prominent and players that are known, or, or just from a popularity standpoint. So. Sometimes you, you see that unless you get one of those people I saw in the uh, you know the pre show pre-show notes that it said uh, somebody picked North Carolina State to win the ACC. I said I'll tell you right now that guy is not coming up here and laying 10k on them to win the conference. We'll ask. We can ask Brett McMurphy. Brett McMurphy is going to join the program in about 25 minutes. We'll talk about uh, Texas and Oklahoma. It looks like they're going to move. They're not renewing their media rights to the SEC. How that happened? And we're going to preview uh, the ACC as well, and we can talk to him about NC State. Uh, Jeremiah Awusu Karamoa for defensive rookie of the year, fourteen to one. That's not a bad pick. Uh, linebacker out of Notre Dame, I think it could be very impactful. Look, it's going to be good for him playing behind Clowney and Garrett. Uh, those guys in the front four. This mm. team could be dangerous. Brown's going to be able to run the football. They're going to be able to control clock offensively. This team, when you look at it from an offensive balance standpoint, Mike, I don't know of a team in the NFL that's better than them. I mean, when you think about Baker as the guy pulling mm -hmm. the trigger, you got OBJ and, of course, uh, Landry on the outside. Can you think of a team that you sit there and say, wow, I, I think they're better than the Browns, that they're more balanced? I mean, for me, it's hard-pressed to say that. I thought uh, the Saints last year were one of the most balanced teams. Top three efficiency and yeah, most but, offense but and Drew, defense. Drew, Drew Brees can't throw the ball more yeah. than 25 yards down the field. Uh, other choice, Greg Newsom for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, what are the odds? 25 to 1. 
Not bad, but not high enough at a cornerback position. Got to have too many picks. But he'll get some opportunities with Ward on the other side. All right, ahead of this week's trade deadline in Major League Baseball, we've already seen teams making some moves. Amal and I will evaluate them and more when we come back on The Nuts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's time to put on your lucky pair of Crocs and channel your inner fortune teller because your prediction might just make you $10,000 richer. The Crocs Hoops Draft Prediction Challenge is coming, and dare we say, free to play on this DraftKings.com. If the odds are in your favor, 10 Gs could be yours. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. We were just talking about some tennis action earlier this morning. That was Sakamoto over Casanova in that match I was talking about. Um... And the Challenger Men's Series in oh, Italy. Challenger, Italy, Jesus. Italy, in Trieste, <laughs> Trieste, Italy. Baseball, um, first first big news we saw was Nelson Cruz. Huge. Uh, who was one of the biggest names that was going to be acquired, right, in this sell-off of the Twins. A lot of people thought, as did I, he'd be going to Oakland. The Rays once again scoop everybody and scoop up Nelson Cruz. I thought that was probably going to turn out to be outside of a pitcher, the best acquisition by any team in this postseason, or going towards the postseason. 
his bat in the middle of that lineup, we know this team is highly inconsistent. Just the threat alone just changes the dynamics of the lineup. When you take a look at the Rays' uh, betting profile, they're still 14-1 to one to win the World Series here. Um, plus 145, still a dog to win the East. Plus 625 to get to the World Series. Minus $7 to make the playoffs. Uh, look, I still think they've got a uh, great chance to come out of the uh, to win the American League at 625. I thought the Yankees, <laughs> they rally in a game they were being dominated at, at Fenway on Saturday, and I thought that was such a huge win for them. Armand looked great yesterday. They have right. a 3 nothing, and then they blow the game yesterday. They took turns blowing the leads. Tampa had a shot uh, to be in first in the AL East. Of course, Boston comes back and wins the game, and then they lose yesterday the fi- finale of that series in, in, uh, in Cleveland. Let's stick with the Rays here. This is a very curious move to me. They trade Richie Hill to the Mets. Yeah, I mean... I'm really surprised the Mets went out and acquired him, but why are you surprised that Tampa traded him? Okay, so I always believe you get Richie Hill for the playoffs. Richie Hill has never been a guy that gave you innings during the regular season. He's pitched more this year than he has in over a decade. And and we talked about they're going to conserve him four innings, five innings now, so you might be able to get six innings out of him with a couple of playoff starts. Um, For that reason, I thought Tampa would want to hang on to him. He was a guy that you would definitely have penciled in as one or two of your starters in the playoff series, as, as number one or two. For the Mets, with the Grom being on the shelf where we don't know the situation, don't they need a guy that needs to eat innings? And and with Richie Hill's not going to give you innings. Oh, and by the way, he pitched five scoreless innings yesterday. They they sent him out there for the top of the six. He gives up three runs without getting an out. Didn't anybody tell the Mets Richie Hill's five and die? <laughs> well, I, I'm not a big Richie Hill fan, so mm. I, I didn't yeah. understand the acquisition. I actually kind of get the trade more than anything else. To me, he's just not a guy that's going to be impactful for you, so what's the point in retaining him? Yeah. A little bit strange there. Uh, and then a lot of news yesterday. It appears the Padres are going all in. They're going to be buyers. We oh, of he- course they have to be. We hear Why? To get to a wild card game to face Walker Bueller on the road? So what? You take I, I your don't... chances. You, you, you've got, a, uh, you've got a left side of the infield you're paying $640 million to. Well, anyhow, speaking, <laughs> speaking of the right side of the infield, yeah. they pick up Adam Frazier from the Pirates, who leads baseball and hits this year, uh, batting three twenty four. Uh you know, 448 on base percentage. When you look at this, I ask this. Is that where he's going to play? Is he going to play at second base? What are they going to do with Cronworth? Someone said, well, he's going to split time between second place and left field. Are you going to, what are you going to do with Fam? I don't know. I guess Kim's the odd man out because he can't hit enough. Yeah, he can't, but I like him fielding the ball I more than I do. Yeah, exactly, more than Tatis because Tatis makes too many errors out there at times. Uh, but his bat is so dangerous. I'll tell you what, I was watching the Marlins game uh, over the weekend. I think it might have been... Uh, Friday or Saturday, I don't remember when it was, but the excitement that comes from the crowd when Tatis comes in is unbelievable. It's been a while since you've seen a player that evokes that type of emotion from everybody. So let's take a look at the Padres' betting profile here. They're only 8-1 to to win the World Series. They're probably about the fifth fifth choice, plus 450 to win the NL, still plus 525 trailing the Giants and Dodgers in the West, minus 1,400 to make the playoffs, Plus 800 to miss the play. Boy, I'd take a shot at plus $8, and I'll tell you why. The hard part of this is you got to find the team that's going to come catch them, right? Who, yeah. who is it going to be? The East is all flown. Right now, the Reds are the team that's closest to them. But the issue for me is that you watched Darvish yesterday. You were watching that game. We were texting about it. Nothing but hanging sliders with this guy. <laughs> Letting guys down in the lineup, hit home runs, an eight-hitter with an opposite field shot. 
and then Musgrove. He wants to use that slider too, and some of those are going to hang. One of those two guys is going to have to step up. Snell hasn't been consistent. Paddock is garbage. They did the right thing. They finally moved Lamette to the bullpen. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That, that's going to be a uh, situation where I think he can be much more effective for them. Maybe the Padres are the Rays of the National League. They're going to uh, rely on that bullpen. Real quick, if I am a team, if you're if you're Padres, you're all in, go get Scherzer. He seems to be available. When we come back on the nuts, we're going to take a look at the slate in Major League Baseball today, as well as the all in and the Palm Reader Playbook. If you are looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9. With it, Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Mall Shaw. We're going to take a look at a few games on the Major League Baseball schedule today. Let's start with this big double header at City Field, Mall. Braves find themselves five back of the Mets today. I think this is a key doubleheader. You can't lose two. You've got to get at least one of the games, and I think they're up against it in the first game because you've got Marcus Stroman on the hill uh, for the Mets, opposed by Kyle Muller, who's had limited action for the Braves. Stroman only pitched one start. It was in City Field a few weeks ago against the Braves. He went out after one inning, so no, no real body of work there. But his last start was in the small park in Cincinnati. He went eight scoreless innings there. Looks like he's regaining his form. Mets need to get off to a good start and really put the pressure on the Braves today. We look at this line around 150, now up to 155 at DraftKings for the Mets. Six and a half year total. Of course, it's a seven-inning game. Yeah, I was just going to add that part in there. Uh, you, you mentioned it. Mike, I have this theory. I don't have it based in facts. It's just a gut feeling. A lot of these uh, first seven-inning games, they tend to be a little bit lower scoring. You mentioned Stroman's success. Uh, I like the Mets here. A little bit of a high price. Have you played any run lines in a seven-inning game? I haven't done it yet, and I thought about doing it in this one. I did it one time, and the team lost the game straight up. Well, that's good, then. You save money. That's why sometimes it's it's beneficial. Uh, The one concern I have is the Braves are a little bit inconsistent. What did they score? Uh, 13, 15 runs on Saturday. They get a single run yesterday against NOLA. Uh, to me, this is a play towards Stroman here, but I'm not going to touch the Mets here. And I haven't seen who the pitching matchups in the second game are as well, so that's the one I would wait to see uh, how this first game, the result goes, and then I'll determine yeah, how I have the second one. I haven't seen either pitcher for the uh, for the second game. Let's look at the next game here on our list. The White Sox are going to Kansas City tonight to take on the Royals. Big Daddy Lancelin, great on Sunday night baseball. That was again a great bet last night. Mm-hmm. Plus, Plus money. Price, yes, exactly. And they get the three runs in the second inning and hold on. He drove in a run for the first time in six hey, years. i got to <laughs> ask you, did you see what happened on Saturday in the game where Moncada uh, didn't touch home plate? Yes. Unbelievable. You know, I wanted to bet Rondon in that spot, and I and I made a small play. I thought they were get, they were in the midst of getting right back into that game. They changed the whole they, game. Sure, because they still have bases loaded, nobody out, and they're down 4-1. 
And instead, they end up with four nothing and a yeah. runner. Uh, oh, by the way, so I had under four and a half first five. I took it in play, and then I had under seven for the game. I thought I was going to have a chance for Burns to get out of. It. Instead, he walks. Yeah. He wa- I forgot who he walked. The number eight hitter. He walks him. I'm like, oh my god, come on! What are you doing? You're killing me here. But the, one of the biggest gaps I've ever seen. The uh, Visa and Darling Royals uh, come <laughs> off a sweep of the Tigers, who had previously won seven in a row. I guess it was I, just the I Rangers were name that bad. Names. I want names of these geniuses who picked the Royals. The line here on tonight's game, and we and we see uh, Keiko facing off against Mike Miner, a dollar twenty. Uh, favored the White Sox here, traveling from Milwaukee to Kansas City. Even money coming back on the home team, the Royals, off the three-game sweep of the Tigers. A total here of all of nine and a half. Yeah, you know, you Keiko, he hasn't pitched badly in his last two starts. He's actually gone 12 innings, given up just three earned runs. But you go to a previous start at Detroit, got rocked for seven runs. Kansas City comes in having won five in a row, Mike. Offense is really starting to flourish right now, and I think this is going to bode well. I like this game over. If Jacob, if you could throw in the all-in, I'm all-in segment here. I've got a play in this one right now, Mike. Last, You look at this Kansas City Royals team. In their last five games, they've scored 31 runs. Chicago, the pale hose, always hit in Kansas City. They struggled over the weekend. I think what they scored, like six runs in four games against the Brewers. They got an opportunity now here to get on track. Or I'm sorry, three games they scored five runs. Uh, this is an opportunity. I think this game goes over uh, nine and a half. To your point, Mike Miner and his sole home start against the White Sox gave up five earned in five innings. So uh, that's good. You know, it's always nice to give up an. Well, well, keeps that pace and gets nine. You just need one by the home. <laughs> yeah, exactly you just right. need one by the home team. Uh, key game here in the AL West: the Red Hot Mariners host the Astros. They win the last three, all one-run decisions. They have the best record in baseball in one-run decisions against the A's. They're only a game and a half back now of the A's for that second wild card. Uh, Darren McCoffin gets his first Major League Baseball start. His only work so far this year at Coors Field in relief. He pitched five hitless innings. He did give up an earned run. He had three walks in one inning. Yeah, I, you know, to me, when you look at this matchup, this is an opportunity. If the um, Pretty heavy favorite here, the Astros, $1.70 on the road. Yeah, I think that's a little bit too high of a Louis number. Garcia for them. I did, yeah. too. I, I don't think that it's justified. You look at the M's at this price, you have to take a look at them. Seattle, 32-21 and 21 at home. The Astros, 27 up and 19 down on the road. Look, they had a good series against the Texas Rangers, but don't get too excited on sweeping the Rangers. That's not that's not much of an achievement these days. Um, I, I do look towards Seattle here at plus 150, too high of a price. And here's the other thing. If you like the plus a run and a half, you're getting a plus money price at even money. All right, let's go to the Palm Reader playbook for today. I do have two baseball plays. They're based on starting pitching. I've been talking about Wade Miley for, uh, for a while, Amal. Uh, he gets to start tonight in Wrigley against Kyle Hendricks, who does have 10 decisions in a row to his credit. I wanted you to go. Since May 19th, Amal, in his last 10 starts, Wade Miley has an ERA of 2.10, and he's only given up more than two earned runs on one occasion. He's averaging going six and, a two, six and two-thirds innings in those starts. Two things surprised me. I looked at this game as well as mm-hmm. soon as I saw Miley pitching. One, that he was such a dog at plus mm-hmm. 115. I thought this should have been a pick-em price, even though the Cubs are at home with Hendricks on the mound. Uh, I, I felt like this was a bit of an overreaction on price. You know what it is? Again, we were talking about this pre-show, Mike. The bookmakers, they are kind of steadfast in their position. I don't think they believe in Wade Miley. And they're giving Hendricks here. I, th- I like Hendricks a lot. I think he's a better pitcher than he gets credit for. But to me, I, I think Miley's in a great position. You look at this plus price here. You take a look at him. Now, did you choose the first five here because I took the of the first Cubs, five. Cubs bullpen? I took the first five because I really don't I don't really want to uh, deal with the Reds bullpen. Fair and, and Miley's been going six or seven, so I know I'm going to get him through the f- first five. For sure. Well, if they don't make a first five, that means he got bombed. Yeah, that means he got bombed. Uh, Hendricks wasn't great in his last start, but they got him run support. He ended up with a no decision here. 
I just think you got to pull the trigger here when you got a pitcher that's this hot and he's been pitching this well. Reds are still in this race. Um, you know, they're second place in the Central, and they got a ways to go to catch the Padres. The other game that I like is Herman Marquez. I think yeah. he's been great for for Colorado here. I, against Otani? Yeah, against Otani. I just thought this was too much of a plus price. I played him first five again as well, plus 145. I don't have a problem with that based on Marquez. My concern is the Colorado Rockies still continue. Yes, exactly. They struggle on the road. But this lineup, without yeah. Trout and now without Otani because he's pitching. Pitching, yeah. I almost thought about the under here. Seven and a half. Low number at the, a, in Anaheim. A, a four in the first five I was thinking about playing. But then again, you get the American League Park where the pitchers aren't hitting. I like yeah. to play them in the, the National League Park. I, I tend to agree with you there. This can be a little bit different one. I, I, I tell you, it's hard for me to back uh, the Rockies here. When we come back after the break, we're going to have Brett McMurphy join the program, College Football Insider, to talk all things Big 12, SEC, and we're going to preview the ACC conference races this season. That's next on The Nuts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The VSIN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team 
with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy, or here's what's better of all. Sign up for the Visa and All Access Package. You get everything. You get the guides on demand. Uh, PSW every Wednesday. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than this. Call Bill 80 or just go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Mulshaw. And as promised, joining the program right now, college football insider Brett McMurphy. Good morning, Brett. Hey, good morning, guys. Good to talk to you again. Let's uh, talk about the big story in college football. Texas, Oklahoma, they didn't renew the TV rights. It appears they are headed to the SEC. Here's my question. Um, how, how did how did uh, Chris Del Conte, Joe Castiglione, and Greg Sankey keep this such a secret from good old Bob Bowlesby from Waterloo, Iowa? You know what, Mike? Um, I've been covering con- conference realignment for a long time, and it's almost like a divorce. The, the spouse is the last to know. Um, I remember when Pittsburgh and Syracuse went to the ACC, I actually called the Big East commissioner to try to get a comment about it. He had no idea about it. Several other ADs hadn't knew nothing about it. And also uh, the Horizon League, when VCU and some other schools were leaving the league, I called their commissioner. He said I was lying. I was making up stuff. He actually held a press conference the next day to specifically call me a liar and spreading misinformation. And then, of course, the next day the teams left. So you have to keep it quiet from your, from your membership that you're going to do this or it would blow up. And sources have told me that the Oklahoma and Texas approached the SEC back in December to kind of kick the tires and say, hey, would you guys have any interest in us? Obviously, those talks accelerated. Um, but basically, a source told me that Texas and Oklahoma have been in lockstep ever since. So certainly Texas and Oklahoma probably had meetings months before that to make the decision to leave. And I was told in December when they came to the ACC, it wasn't a question if they were leaving. They were leaving. It was just a question of where they wanted to go. The SEC was their number one option. And, you know, I think we'll see Texas and Oklahoma playing next year in the SEC. I know everyone's saying we're going to stay for four more years, but you, look, you guys are in Vegas. You know how money works. The lawyers will get involved. They'll get this settled, and we'll see the Sooners and Longhorns uh, finding out what it just means more means in the SEC. Right. With that move, what happens to the remaining eight teams in the Big 12? Because you're looking at much smaller markets, Manhattan, Kansas, Ames, Iowa, Morgantown, West Virginia. And then also, does the Big 10 try to acquire some teams, or do they shift towards the Pac-12 and just as a big picture, what happens to college football? Because you're looking at the SEC potential in a year then outside of Clemson and Ohio State that have all four teams in the college football playoff. <laughs> yeah, let, luckily we're going to 12 teams. and may have all 12 in that playoff. Um, but Amal, you, you nailed it. And that's, that's the biggest question everybody I've talked to in college athletics is wondering about. And I don't know the answer, and I don't think anyone knows the answer yet. But it, the question is, which will impact the future of the Big 12? Does the Big Ten decide to fourteen decide to stay at fourteen, or do they want to go to sixteen? Does the ACC stay at fourteen and a half, including Notre Dame and all sports but football, or do they decide to add another football member? Does the Pac-12 decide they need to go on the offensive and grow from twelve to sixteen? If all of those conferences stay at their current membership, which is probably doubtful, but if they do. Then the remaining eight teams in the Big 12 survive. Perhaps they add a Cincinnati or a BYU or somebody um, to bolster that league. 
But if the Big Ten, for instance, goes after Kansas and Iowa State, those two schools are members of the AAU, which is a prestigious academic standing, which the majority of Big Ten schools are. And if ACC decides, you know what, we can add West Virginia, it's good geography-wise, we can rekindle the pit West Virginia backyard brawl, and then hold out hope Notre Dame joins us as a 16th member. If those two things happen, um, then I, I think the Big 12 explodes, implodes. And then you also have to wonder, what does the Pac-12 do? They're limited by geography. Obviously, they could have any school in the West if they wanted in the Mountain West or BYU. Obviously, they don't want those schools, or they would have added them a long time ago. So does the Pac-12, with their new commissioner, want to venture further east and perhaps dip into Texas with the Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, and Oklahoma State to get to 16? That's what people will be discussing about in the coming weeks and months. Because obviously, if you think everybody's going to 16 schools, the SEC smart. You want to pick first. You don't want to pick last. So I think you'll see a lot of these conferences following up and also trying to get to 16. We're speaking with Brett McMurphy, terrific college football insider, the work he does for Stadium. Many of you may remember his terrific columns in the Tampa Tribune from 87 to 09. Brett, September 4th, Bank of America Stadium, Charlotte. Georgia comes in to play Clemson. My partner, I'm all thinks Georgia wins the SEC this year. My question, Clemson's a four-point favorite. Is the ACC strong enough that if Clemson loses this game to Georgia in North Carolina, they can still come back and win the ACC and get into the playoff? Man, Mike, that's a great question. I, I knew there was one person still alive that read me in the Tampa Tribune. I didn't know they were living in Las Vegas, so I appreciate that shout-out. <laughs> but, no, um, you know what? Clemson's in a precarious situation because if they lose that Let's not say they lose it. Let's say they lose by two touchdowns, which I don't think is out of the realm of thinking. They could lose that game by two touchdowns. There's nothing else on the rest of their schedule that can prove that they're a college football playoff team. If that happens, they are going to need the SEC champion to have multiple losses. They certainly need Georgia to run the table, as as them all things will happen. But if you've got four teams from four different conferences that are 12 and 0 or 11 and 1, and you're comparing them with 11 and 1 Clemson, who lost its only game against a top, potentially a top 25 or top 30 opponent, maybe at in North Carolina, um, then yeah, Mike, I don't think they're getting in. This is a huge, huge game for Clemson, and I think it just shows how weak the ACC is. You've got Clemson, you've got North Carolina. I'm, we'll find out if Miami deserves to be up there or not. They open with Alabama. And then after that, you fall off a cliff. It's, it's nine and 11 other teams. You know, mix them up any way you want, but they're all like six and six or worse. So this is, this is a huge, huge game for Clemson. And, um, you know, I would, it, this, it's still early, but I would lay the four with Georgia because with JT Daniels back, Todd Munkin is offensive coordinator. I think Georgia may finally open it up on offense if they can just convince Kirby Smart not to run any more fake punts. Brett, you just moved into my all-time top five favorite guest. Mike's <laughs> reaction when you said you would take Georgia I was priceless for me because I've been yelling about the dogs all year long. I think this is their year. I want to shift a little bit towards uh, another team in the ACC in Chapel Hill. Mac Brown, I love Sam Howell. I think this kid's an absolute stud. I figure if he was at a bigger college football program, he would get a little bit more love for the Heisman. 
Mac Brown really seems to kind of going back to his roots of recruiting. We've seen it happen. Tony Grimes, the young kid out of Virginia, has an impact as a freshman, gets him to graduate early. Do you think he's going to be able to make eventually inroads? A little bit of a concern I have is with the age factor to where North Carolina can become a competitive team year in and year out against Clemson. Big picture for the ACC moving forward. No, I think, look, I worked with Mac at, at ESPN. I love him. He was, he is genuine. He is, he is such a great guy and he's kind of embraced the CEO aspect, kind of like the NFL coaches uh, has, and he's the face of the program. I think he'll be there a while. I don't think that hurts recruiting. And I agree with what, everything you said about Sam Howe, but look, if he has a, if he has a monster year, I mean, they have a road, road game at Notre Dame. Certainly they would get a chance to play Clemson in the ACC title game. I certainly think he'll have his opportunities to get up there in the Heisman race, but certainly at a place like North Carolina, you're going to have to be 12-0 and or 11-1 to do it. But certainly for the strength of the ACC, they need North Carolina to be strong for a number of years because, you know, we're talking about realignment here. Remember that realignment a long time ago, Florida State, Miami? It was supposed to save the ACC. And we're still waiting for both of those uh, 80 powerhouses to win the ACC. So I think that's how imperative it is that North Carolina stay strong. But I think they could be a sleeper in the ACC, especially, you know, if Clemson, we really haven't seen Clemson lose in the regular season to see how they would respond. Um, Certainly if their playoff hopes were gone early in the season, they may be a different team. And obviously you have to replace Trevor Lawrence, et cetera. Um, but no, Jamal, I agree. I really like North Carolina. I love Sam Howe. And I think Mac Brown has done a tremendous job. I think he's undervalued. And simply look at Texas when Mac Brown was there and look at Texas after Mac Brown left. Brett, we got about 90 seconds left. I want you to put the hat on of, of Notre Dame. And I'm a Notre Dame alum. If they end up having a choice between aligning with the ACC fully or going to the Big Ten, which do you think is more beneficial to them? I think they're making a mistake not going to the ACC right now because of the ability to recruit within Florida that it provides you playing in Florida every year. Here's, here's the deal, Mike. I think Notre Dame's in a perfect position as an independent. As far as the ACC and the Big Ten, they are contractually obligated if they join a conference before 2036, it has to be the ACC. Obviously, you can renegotiate those things um, and blow it up, but contractually, they have to join the ACC if they join a league. I think they're in a perfect position now. They get a schedule however they want. They can play teams all over the country. They can play down in Florida if they want. They have games against ACC opponents, so they will get to play Florida State Miami. And then plus with the 12-team playoff, I know a lot of people made a big thing that they're not a conference champion, so when the 12-team playoffs here, they will not get a first-round bye. But, hey, they will get a host of first-round game, and they'll get all the money from that, like a nine-pound game. So I think the Irish is in a great position now and in the future. Terrific stuff, Brett. You follow him at Brett underscore McMurphy on Twitter. Great work for Stadium. We appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Thank, Thank you. you. Tremendous insight as always. Love it. Absolutely. Nobody understands the conference situation no. better than he does. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Betting Across America is next.
1-800-636-3665. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.